and welcome back fourth and long fans it is your afl correspondent coach donnie has here back with another interview scanning across the u.s looking for afl club members and today is an amazing person here we have mr frode jernhart frode how you doing sir i'm doing pretty good how you doing i am not doing too bad how is florida i wish i could be there right now uh, this is a nice time of year to be here for sure. Yes. Yeah. Well, I, I'd trade you. We've been about 15 degrees up here. So I don't remember what that is anymore. No, <laughs> it's no. been a long time. So, uh, alrighty. So, so I am used to, to seeing you a lot on Twitter. You're absolutely amazing follow on Twitter, but I got, but for those of you, for those of the people watching this that have never do, do not know who Fro Jernhart is, could you give us just a tiny bit of a bio of who you are and kind of what's your story outside of Aussie rules? Um, well, I'm currently living in Florida. I'm a firefighter paramedic. Um, I was born and raised in Norway, since that's why I, my name is a little unusual. Um, when I was a kid, we moved to uh, Brooklyn, New York, and eventually made our way down here to Florida, uh, around when I started high school. Um, I grew up playing soccer, ice hockey, American football. Um, I like to cook, play video games, make music. Uh, I still watch hockey and especially Aussie rules. Awesome, awesome. So I gotta ask, do you have a favorite professional NHL team? I'm a Florida Panthers guy. You know, that's the local one. So, yeah. Awesome. Do you have, do you have any teams back in Norway? Um, yes. There was a team that I actually played for, like, the junior, very, the, the uh, you know, the pro team had a, you know, a much younger version of themselves. That I, that's kind of where I started and played for, you know. Awesome. But, well, but that's not what we're here for. We're here for a little bit of footy. So I got to ask a guy originally from Norway, moves to the States, now living in Florida. How did you find footy? Well, it's not that exciting a story, really. I was, uh, I know it was late uh, 2015 when I was, I was reading a uh, story on Canada uh, about the sports they have in Canada. And uh, I know that uh, I knew there was going to be hockey and lacrosse for sure. But um, I was surprised to find that they're pretty into uh, Australian rules football there. And I was like, wow, man, I haven't thought of that since I saw little snippets of it late night in the 80s on ESPN. Um, and uh, so then I kind of, you know, started watching more videos about that. And, you know, uh, back then you didn't have any access to learn anything more about it. You know, I had a book that kind of explained the rules, but uh, as far as following any teams, it wasn't possible. So, uh, but now, you know, I did the, uh, the, the greatest hits, the uh, best marks, uh, you know, the what is AFL, you know, Nin explains AFL, all those videos. And, um, you know, I, I was also happy to learn that eventually uh, this was, you know, in the off season, but uh, in March, come 2016, they would start broadcasting shows here on Fox Sports. And so I was like, marked that on the calendar. And sure enough, uh, round one, Friday Night Footy um, in 2016, uh, your Swans uh, <laughs> against uh, the Pies um, was the first game I ever watched live. And uh, it was actually Adam Trelor's uh, first game as a Pie too. I remember that. So I learned his name and uh, Buddy was like the two first players names I learned. So that's, uh, that's where it started. Yeah. A couple of, couple of good ones to learn. And I know that for the people that are watching a YouTube video, it's pretty obvious who your club is, but for the people that are just listening to the pod, who's your club? Uh, Western Bulldogs. Absolutely. 
Oh, and, and such a proud Bulldogs fan you are. I have to say that. Um, so I got to ask, um, it's pretty obvious to me. Again, I follow you all the time, but I got to ask, how would you describe your fandom for your beloved dogs? I mean, how would you describe it to, to a layman who doesn't know about the dogs? Um, well, I, you know, that first year I didn't really have a favorite team. I was just kind of the way the, the broadcasts were done. They had you know, some teams this week, some other teams the next week. Uh, but when the finals, uh, the playoffs started rolling, um, they showed every game. So I kind of got on the Bulldogs bandwagon then mm -hmm. a little more each week, you know, although I wouldn't say they were my favorite team at the time, but they, they played a really exciting brand of uh, football. Um, that handball thing they were doing was just incredible. Um, and then they, they finally, you know, they took it all the way to the, to the grand final. And it was just such a, you know, a story, storybook kind of story, you know, Hollywood ending type of thing, you know. Um, after, but afterwards, uh, when, uh, I'm sure you remember when uh, Bebo gave uh, Bob Murphy the, his medal on the mm -hmm. stand. And I, at the time, I had no idea who Bob was. I didn't know that he was, you know, an injured captain that basically, you know, was a pillar that helped, you know, rebuild the Bulldogs after a disaster in 2014 when everything was falling apart mm -hmm. to now they won a flag two years later, you know? So, um, so I was like, but the crowd, they knew who he was and they went insane. So I kind of, I got to look into this, see what's going on. I did some research. Um, and I, you know, it's got a very long history and it's always, not always been a, a very happy one. They, but the fans have always been so loyal. So there was definitely something there. And I think I ended up just kind of falling in love with the love these loyal fans have for mm -hmm. this club. And I kind of got into it that way. And uh, um, so I became a member uh, <laughs> and, and for 2017. And um, I'm, I know you, always, you usually ask, you know, if, if they're, you're just, are you a little bit of a fan or are you diehard? I'd say, if anything, a lot of people probably say I take it a little too far, you know, <laughs> especially considering it's a, it's a club on the other side of the world, you know. Um, but um, yeah, I, uh, I I never miss a live game. I, uh, I uh, the Bulldogs playing at two, three o'clock in the morning. It doesn't matter. I even even set the alarm for the the draft <laughs> this year, you know. Mm -hmm. um, I uh, I currently hold uh, eleven memberships, different memberships for the Bulldogs, you know, including one for my dog, you know. <laughs> so. Um, and uh, the house is uh, slowly becoming you know, red, white, and blue, <laughs> one piece at a time, you know. Um, uh, actually, my favorite piece, pretty, it's very special to me, is that the club actually sent me an autographed jersey this year. Uh, it's signed by the entire team. So uh, that's, that's, it's got its own special wall <laughs> in the living room. <laughs> it makes you feel even more special. The fact, the fact that the club now knows about you and yeah. it reaches out and, and, and I've seen your, I've seen your Facebook wall. I mean, just some of the stuff that you've shown in some of your recent pictures is absolutely amazing. I mean, it, he is definitely a diehard Bulldogs fan and not in a negative connotation. I mean, this guy has gone, full-fledged in it and i absolutely respect and love that i mean i wish i had that ability to do that currently yeah. with my swans and I'm, I'm working on it but slowly uh yeah. so, so going Luca, from go if, if i ever had any had any doubts i actually made the trip over there last year uh -huh. and met a lot of the team and, and uh the supporters and, and club personnel in person and the welcome i received has just been amazing i just i you know if i ever had any doubts 
I sure don't. You know, that it's it's I could I've been told and I feel that it's definitely a Bulldogs family that I'm a part of, you know. So Yeah, and yeah. I've noticed that with Red, so, white, many, and blue. so many of the supporter groups is that you become a family. You you start to meet these people and they become brothers and sisters and it's absolutely yeah. awesome. So so going that's, on- I love I love that club aspect of it. You know how it's more than just a team. It's 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 a club. You you join. You know you support it. You, you know it's 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 yeah. I love that about it. Totally, totally agree. Absolutely love it. So so going off the fandom, we'll go back to the field a little bit. So I got to ask, and I know sometimes this is like choosing your favorite child, but do you have a favorite player currently? And then I know you you've dug into the history of of the Bulldogs and Footscray a little bit. Do you have a favorite Bulldog of the past? Well, it's be really hard to pick a current favorite. Um, you know, there's, there's no, there's no one I don't like. Um, so I, you know, <laughs> I don't, I don't know if I can actually say one that we've got some really good stars and there's some exciting people uh, coming in as well. Um, as far as the historical, I mean, it'd be hard to go not to mention, um, EJ Witten, you know, they don't mm-hmm. call you Mr. Football for nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some, uh, you know, uh, Jack Collins, Charlie Sutton, Merv Hobbs, um, John Schultz, of course, he's kind of our patriarch. Uh, Kevin Templeton, Gary Dempsey. Um, th- you know, these are names that still ring through the halls of the kennel. Um, more recently, the, you know, the players that I've actually seen play or, or um, um, you know, or at least seen older footage of um, uh, Bob Murphy, uh, John O. You know, of course, you always follow them. They're, they're always doing the media thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Scotty West, yeah, I actually met him a couple of times. And Chris Grant, who was actually the first person who talked to me at the kennel. So that was pretty cool. And um, it's, you got you to gotta mention uh, Libba, Tony Libertori. Mm-hmm. He's pretty much the, he's got to be the, uh, the greatest tagger and, and tackler in, in, in the game's history, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, hard and hard to argue I, I, that he has I, I could say that uh, my first favorite player th- that I got was Liam Picken, and he really helped put the Bulldogs, the way he played as part of that, that, that team in 2016, really kind of put the team on my radar for sure. So. And it's such a laundry list and such a, such a old club and with so much history that it's, it's hard to choose just one and a club that I think has, has really, really resurged over the last couple of years after kind of a couple yeah. of years of not, not such, not such great after 2016, they had a couple of down years, but I think that they're on the rise. Yeah. So. Well, well their, their, their history has been one of, of, you know, they, they used to have to sell their players to, to mm-hmm. keep the lights on, you know, their best players were out the door just so they could survive and yeah, fans were in the streets. Yeah, fans yeah, they were, were close to collecting coins. Yeah, yeah, I think they were close so, to merging with Hawthorne. I think it was, and I know that uh, that that was that was a talk for a while. I think, but uh, Fitzroy was was really it was almost a done deal mm-hmm. until uh, they actually sued to uh, to prevent that, and they came up with the money by collecting door to door to save the club back in '89. So. Yep. Yeah, I remember Luke, Luke Darcy talks about that all the time and I was listening to the hot breakfast and it's just such a, it's such a cool story how the community helped keep the, the, the dogs in, in the Western suburbs. So, so, so going from that um, last season um, for you as a dogs fan, kind of what are you, what, what, what are your thoughts uh, last year and kind of how, how the team did? We started off terribly and uh, I mean, awful. And uh, right after that, uh, the season got suspended. So we spent the entire shutdown at the bottom of the ladder. So that was kind of heartbreaking. And just as a lot of Americans were discovering the sport 
and everybody was talking about all these other teams. So that's kind of why I started a, a little podcast just to kind of, you know, mm-hmm. get some, you know, just somebody, hey, we're over here too. We're much better than, than at the bottom of the ladder, you know. So, um, but we, we found our legs and uh, we even made the, uh, the playoffs, you know. We, if, we, if we hadn't had the shortened uh, uh, quarters due to COVID, who knows, we could have gone a little bit further at least, you know. But mm-hmm. uh, I think all in all, it was, uh, it really, you know, with all the stress going on, uh, with COVID and everything else that last year or this year, I should say, um, you know, it, it, it was a nice distraction to, 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 to lean on for sure. Yeah. And, and I think the the doggies were one of those teams that once they got their footing, they, they, they became a tough, tough team to beat. Um, so, so going off that, so last season, a pretty good season, you make the finals, you don't go as far as you want to, but eh, that happens occasionally. So, so now we're you know, seven, 17 teams don't, you know, yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, so, we, so we go into the off season now and you kind of, you kind of already said it a little bit. Have you been keeping an eye on the off season? Very much. Yeah. And uh I arguably I would say the Bulldogs had possibly the best uh, off season as far as trades go. Um, you know, we brought in some great talent uh, and uh, some, some, we drafted uh, you know, Jamar Hagen, which has been kind of waiting out there to happen for such a long time. You know, I've been aware of him for three, three, four years, I think, you know, hoping that he'll, you know, just waiting for him to become a Bulldog and it's finally happened. So mm-hmm. hats off to Sam Power and uh, Dom Malisi and the rest of the, the, the list management team for outstanding uh, offseason, I think. Yeah, I, I remember when I was talking to Ross on this, I was like, I, I had to admit getting Adam Trelor for an absolute steal made the made the Duggies offseason one of the best. And then to top it off, number one overall after Adelaide bids on Jamaro Hagen, who many people compare to to my man, Buddy. Um, you got to say that there's got to be a lot of happiness in the Western suburbs when it comes to this season, because I, I would say that they're the one team outside of the top four that I think is a genuine flag contender if everything goes right going into next year. I, I you know, it, it looks good. I, I'm always a little prejudiced that you know, I always think it's going to be, you know, we're going, this is the year, this is the year, but uh, I really think we have a good shot, you know, and our, our midfield has been rated one of the best for a long time. And now to add, to, to keep Josh Dunkley and to mm-hmm. add, you know, Adam Trelor is, you know that's that's a lot of depth with a lot of talent so yes and, yeah. and, and if jamar comes in and, and is ad advertised i mean think about Naughton and him up forward it's an absolute nightmare for many defenses yeah. so the doggies i i think have a lot a lot of skept a lot a lot of excitement going into this this next season so i'm i'm, I'm trying to temper my uh, jamar expectations a expectations. little bit i mean he's mm-hmm. just like an, you know, just an 18 year old kid you know and you know, he's, he's like the second coming pretty much right now in doggy land, but oh, Matty, you know, Matty Rowe was an 18 year old kid and there was talks he could, he could be the Brown yeah. medalist last year. So you just, you just it's never, very know. true. 
Very true. Yeah, I'm but trying the good to part keep my is, expectations in check. You know? Yeah, but the good but part excited. is he, he's got so many good, talented guys around him. Bontempelli, he's got a lot of experience around him and the coaching staff. And you know Beva will not put him in a, in a situation where he's going to not be able to succeed. So I think the Doggies have done extremely, extremely well. So so transitioning, we've, we've talked a lot about the men, and, and I am an avid, avid, avid person on the women's game. And the best part about it is, is, is we all, uh, so many people that I've talked to previously have all mentioned your club as being their women's team because of Miss Danny, Danny Marshall. Marshall. So, yeah. so I got to ask, are you as avid a Bulldogs women's supporter as you are the men's? And how excited are you for this upcoming season? Well, yeah, as much as I'm excited about the men's, there's, a, there's been a real special place in my heart for the women's team all along. And uh, actually several of the memberships that I carry are for the AFLW mm-hmm. Bulldogs. Um, but, uh, you know, just the league as a whole, just how much it's improved since it started. Uh, you know, it had a lot of these, these, uh, these talented athletes, but they converted from other sports like netball, mm-hmm. basketball, um, you know, field hockey, or even, you know, speed skating. So it's, good. It, it's taken a little bit for, for the game to get to where it is now but it's how much it's improved is amazing and I think once uh now that young girls have this top level professional league to aspire to we're going to have so many talented uh young players come in with a lifetime of experience in just football so I think the future is very bright indeed for the AFLW um as far as uh favorite players um you know, if it says FFC on the back of your jersey, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm going to support you, absolutely. Uh, I did have the pleasure of meeting uh, half a dozen, maybe a little more, of the, of the women's players when I was over there. And uh, absolutely lovely, intelligent, personable women, every one of them. Um, and also, uh, speaking of Danny Marshall, I went to the, um, the USAFL Nationals here in Florida last year mm-hmm. and in Sarasota or up close to Sarasota and uh, I actually got met Danny Marshall and, and got to, to see her play in person, which was a real thrill and a privilege. Um, probably my favorite non, or one of my favorite, I like Taylor Harris, but uh, I actually met uh, um, Aaron Phillips up there as well. And she was mm-hmm. very nice. And uh, same day I bumped into uh, Mason Cox and uh, everybody was just so, so kind and giving with their time that, they were you know, excited about us Americans showing an interest in their sports. So yeah, that was a lot of fun. I got a, got a quick question for you. Cause if I remember correctly, I was talking to a few friends of mine. Do you remember what team Danny Marshall was playing with at nationals? Because I think she might've actually played our girls. Uh, I think I want to say it was the Hawks. It was, yeah. I think it was, it was Philadelphia. I think it was like a half and half. They kind of merged a couple of teams together. Yep. I don't think it was uh, Arizona that she was playing for. I think she was Philadelphia sounds about right. Yeah, I think I, I think have, their main team. I'll okay, check so, my pictures, but yeah. okay, so they actually did. So the grant the, the granny two the, the, the division two grand final Danny Marshall was actually playing our three girls, the, the Des Moines Rooster, because we joined, uh, our three girls joined with Washington, D.C., with the Eagles, and that was the grand final of the Division Two. In fact, that's on that's actually on YouTube, which is absolutely mm-hmm. awesome to watch. So it's really, really cool to have that. And I know we saw, I, I meant to catch Aaron Phillips and be able to talk with her a little bit, because I would have loved to have introduced my girls to her to, to give them a, a little bit more motivation, even more just because of that. But I completely agree. Mm-hmm. Almost 
all of the people that I have talked to, Aaron Phillips, Mason Cox, that they're so kind. And I think they're, they're, they love the fact that there's so many passionate footy fans here over in the States. Um, so, so we're kind of winding down to one of my favorite questions that I love asking fans just because you never, I never know what I'm going to hear. And this is, this is going to be intriguing for me, especially for you is favorite game you have ever seen. It doesn't have to be Western, but if it is, I'd love to hear what is your favorite footy game you've ever seen. Well, you know, it's going to be a Bulldogs game, of course, but uh, if I have to say the most emotional, it has to be the, the grand final in 2016. Mm-hmm. But as far as the best single game I've ever seen, I have to go one week before that to the preliminary final against GWS. Um, you know, it, I kind of like to use a little sports movie analogy with that. It's kind of, you know, Bulldogs, we kind of see ourselves like Rocky, you know, from the rough part of town, we're bloody, we're beaten, you know, we're, we're never given anything. We, we had to fight for everything. And back then, I think a lot of people saw GWS as Ivan Drago, you know? Mm. Oh, yeah, <laughs> and, with all of their uh, talent. Know? Yeah, and and so for, for, and but, you know, even with without all the buildup of, without, without the, uh, the grand final being on the line, um, just, just, on its own, it is. It stands as the greatest sporting spectacle I've ever seen in any sport, not just footy. Um, it, it used to be on YouTube, but you know, copyright reasons. I'm sure they took it down. But it, it was one game that I would always like send to people to introduce them to footy because it was just the the, the momentum swings, the intensity, the 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 marks. The, it was just just wonderful game. So the 2016 preliminary finals, absolutely my favorite game ever. Yeah, I remember watching that game live. I, I couldn't not watch it just because the doggies had made such a great run after being the seventh seed and nipping west nipping west coast down the west coast. And I remember watching that game going, Oh my god, this is one of the best games of footy I've seen. And I've seen I've seen several really, really good games, but I had to I had to admit, even as a Swans fan, I went into that grand final going, Oh no, like I hate this because I want my Swans to win. But there was yeah. a little part of me that had that, that red, white, and the dogs because they had had such a long streak without winning a flag yeah. and i know the swans people that i've talked to is is that 2005 they end their 72 game 72 year drought of no flag so it's like there was always yeah. there was it was it was bittersweet the loss because i enjoyed it for the dogs fans because they were so happy to finally get off the schneid finally get that flag and yeah. it was just so much fun and i have to admit i'm really looking forward to both aflw and af and, and the men's league because i think very the much dogs very much so can be competitive in both i can't wait for danny marshall in fact i, I seriously thought about asking i said as a as a bulldog supporter can you do you think you could talk me in as a free agent, since my swans do not have a women's team, do you think you could talk me into why I should support the doggies, the doggies women's team? Well, geez, you know, um, you're an American. So, you know, anything not red, white, and blue is not American. So I always like to go with that answer, but of course, Danny Marshall. Um, and like I said, and I'm sure this is true for, for every team, but the, the, the girls on our team were, that I've met are just so personable and nice and sweet. I just enjoy their, uh, their training videos. They seem to enjoy it so much, you know, their, their banter. And, and uh, um, I, I think, I think we're going to have a pretty good season. It, we didn't do as well as we wanted last year, but that was a screwy year anyway. Mm-hmm. So um, I think, uh, I think good things are, and we got some very exciting new prospects coming into um, 
um, that we got in the draft, so, uh, which I was almost up for. So yeah, I, I follow the, the women's league just as much as the men's. And that's amazing. And I, th- I think it's absolutely critical for more people to support this because I know this league is only going to grow in leaps and bounds with all of the young women in both Australia and even here in the States with so many young women playing the game. The game is only going to get better. The coaching needs to progress a little bit more. I think that's one of the reasons why I, I've taken so much pride in helping the girls here in Des Moines with, with coaching them. Cause I think if they get yeah. the same coaching that the men's do, I think the game is only going to flourish. So it's going to get better and better and better. And when it does become a full 18 team league, I think the footy is going to be amazing, especially as you said, kind of, we don't have the Oz, we don't have the Osball ending at 12 years old and the girls have to play netball or, or tennis or cricket. Now they can play footy and they can play footy. Now we just need to make sure that they eventually become professionals to where we can get even more of that. I I can't wait for that day. It'll be an amazing day, but Fro, this is an an absolutely awesome conversation. Uh, And one of the, one of the things I love doing is, is you have your podcast, you have social media. I'm going to let you have the floor. You can kind of promote your podcast and and your social medias in case there's doggy fans that have not met you that would love to follow you. Well, uh, you can find me across uh, the, the, Twitter, Instagram at Stray Dog Footy, and uh, I also run a a, a, a Facebook group called uh, Western Bulldogs International Fans. So if you're on Facebook, check us out there. And I just want to say one thing: um, if if people are interested in, in in this sport, if they're new to it and they really want to follow it, I definitely want to recommend getting the uh, uh, Watch AFL app. And uh, but once you have your team, I would also definitely recommend getting a uh, a membership, like an international membership. Uh, mm-hmm. You actually take a little bit of ownership of the team. You know, you get some cool swag, and uh, you get the Watch AFL app included in that uh, at usually uh, a lower price than mm-hmm. going directly to the Watch AFL app. So uh, get an internet. I know the Bulldogs have it. I know a few other clubs have it. I'm assuming probably all of them do. I would imagine. So um, that's just my advice, you know, get an international membership, get involved, you know, Mm -hmm. it's a club, not just a team. I completely agree. I know that that was one of the things that when I, when I got onto the Swans thing, it was one of the things I wanted. I wanted that watch AFL out to be able to do that. And it's absolutely awesome. And your stray dog footy podcast, I, I got to listen to it. It was, it was, it was quite a, quite a good listen. I'm not a doggies fan, but I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, so if you are a dogs fan, Thank the you. stray dog footy podcast is definitely worth a listen to, to, to get your, your dogs fix in, in the opportunity now. So um, bro, this has been amazing. Um, I appreciate you coming on and sharing the Western Bulldogs love. Um, it's been a pleasure. Um, you have yourself a good night there, sir. And uh, fourth and long fans, this has been another interview in our podcast series. Y'all have a good night. <laughs>